All right, ladies and gentlemen, boils and goyles, I'm glad y'all are here. Glad to see y'all. Where did everyone end up at? We're missing a few people who I know were over there. Uh, is it just Andre? She's in San Antonio, Texas. Hey, how are you, sir? I'm so sorry to hear that. <clears throat> I am so, so sorry to hear that. Okay, so let me give you guys a little bit of house cleaning, upkeep kind of stuff. I am giving out packets of information for Disciple Now. I believe everyone in this room, uh, or most everyone in this room, I don't know if everyone, but most everyone in this room has gotten a packet with information, medical release forms, all that kind of stuff. Uh, so if you do not have it or if your parents don't have it, make sure you come and see me and I'll get it to you before the end of the night. In addition to that, uh, next week, next week I will not be here, uh, and, uh, but Mr. Brad and Mr. Joe should be around. Uh, Mr. Drew should be around. So uh, pay attention to the group me and things like that as we give announcements about what next week will look like. I know that we will have church next week, but Awana will not happen because I won't be here. But the, we will have church next week, but just keep, if you will, Brad, make sure you send out stuff on the group me so that you are letting them know what's going on. Also, this Sunday night, uh, we are not meeting at the Aldridge's house. Um, we're going to meet here. It's going to be a game night, all right, here at the church, okay? Game night at the church with the adults uh, for, uh, for this Sunday night. Yes, sir. Gotcha. That's a good question. I'll have to think on it, okay? I'll have to think about the answer. Uh, that is it, I believe, as far as announcements, I believe. Uh, but I do want to bring up that, um, that tonight we are diving into a... It's, we're just going to do two weeks on eternity. We're going to do one night tonight on heaven. We're going to do uh, the next time we meet on hell. All right, and we're taking, we're going to cover this in two weeks. And guys, that is a blitz, a monumental blitz. You will not hear everything that the Bible says about heaven tonight. And let me go ahead and tell you why uh, you won't hear everything the Bible says about heaven tonight. First of all, because we cannot tell everything that the Bible says about heaven, even if we took years to do it. We won't be able to. Secondly, the bulk the mass majority of the things that we know about heaven come from the last few chapters of Revelation, which is what we're starting to dive into on Sunday nights. So you will get a much more comprehensive dive into the Scripture on Sunday nights as we look at heaven. Does that make sense? So what this is going to do tonight is this is going to kind of wet your whistle, hopefully kind of prime you for an understanding of where does my mindset need to be. So I, when I said wet your whistle, you guys all kind of looked around. Do you guys, have y'all? is that too old of an expression? Have you guys never heard that expression before? You guys never heard that expression before? You've heard prime the what? Prime the pump before? Clean your clock? To clean your clock? Do you know what it takes to clean a clock? Alright, here's the thing. To wet your whistle just means it's kind of to, to get you ready for what's about to come. Have you ever tried to whistle? Somebody would try and whistle. 
Somebody whistle. What did you guys have to do right before you did it? You had to, you had to wet your lips. You had, you had to wet your lips. All right, so that's where the example comes from, is preparing you for what's about to come. All right, so we are going to jump into eternity tonight. We're going to look at heaven. It's going to be one week. Let me go ahead and tell you guys where we're going. There's a story that I want to tell you that I heard from uh, John Piper. It's a very, very helpful story to understand where we're going, okay? So John Piper is a very famous uh, preacher. He's a good preacher, a solid preacher. All right, John Piper had a granddaughter. He loved his little granddaughter, uh, but she uh, was the daughter of his son and his daughter-in-law. She lost her grandmother on her mom's side, okay? So this was this little girl's first encounter with death. And so they get on a plane, and they're going to fly to the grandmother's funeral, okay? So they get on a plane, John Piper's son, his wife, and the little girl. They get on a plane, they're flying. And while they're in the air, the mom looks out the window and she sees all the clouds and the sky and it's very picturesque and very nice. And she feels like, well, maybe this is some time that I can do some kind of heart work with my little girl, with our daughter. And she looks out the window. She looks at her little girl and says, look out the window how beautiful it is. She says, it's just like heaven where uh, your grandmother is right now. And the little girl looks out the window, sees the clouds and the blue sky, and she looks back at her mom and she says, but Jesus isn't there. Now, if you get the point of that story then you're going to understand where we're going, okay? All that I'm going to do tonight is put Scripture underneath it, all right? All I'm going to do tonight is to kind of show you where not to look and show you and point you in the direction of what we should be anticipating when we go into heaven. All right, the first thing you guys need to know, all right, Right here is that when you close your eyes, when you think of heaven, a lot of people think of something like this. Just clouds. You get to go there. You get a halo around your head. You get wings. And you're just sitting around. How many of you, when you think of going to heaven, when you close your eyes and think about going to heaven, you really just think of something cloudy and you just get to kind of hang out and that's, that's what heaven looks like? How many of y'all kind of get that, that mindset? It's okay if you do, because I did for a long time. All right, it's in every popular media. This is uh, from a uh, comic strip called The Far Side by Gary Larson. This is one that he wrote. I wish I had brought a magazine. But guys, we've got to break that stereotype down. To our adults in here, do y'all have seen this kind of picture associated with heaven before, correctly? Or, or correct? Yeah, correct. Yeah, we've all seen it before. Have you ever seen it like that, Andre? I mean, honestly, have you ever seen it like that? What about you, Casey? Yeah. Do what now? Yeah, it's in a lot of movies that kind of. Do what? Gold Street. Yeah, Pearly Gates. I've heard of all that kind of stuff. That's the idea that we get when we come to heaven. Okay, this idea that we're going to be just sitting around. We're really we get our little angel wings and our halo, but there's and we get some new clothes, but we're kind of just sitting around and. 
It's kind of nice, but I wish I'd brought a magazine. That's not what heaven's going to be like. Not at all, okay? So let me initiate this whole study with this number one on, the, on, on your study guide. Um, heaven is a good and right thing. Uh, it, go ahead. And, uh, or it is, I'm sorry, it is right and good for Christians to think about heaven. I'm, I'm, I reworded it on the screen and forgot to reword it on the thing. So heaven is a good and right thing for Christians to think about. You, could, you don't have to worry about that last blank. Heaven is a good and right thing for Christians to think about. We've got some scriptures there. Uh, who wants to read Colossians 3, 1 and 2? Who would like to do that? Go for it, Logan. Casey, I want you to do 2 Corinthians 4, 16 through 18. Will you take Philippians 3, 20 through 21? And who wants Hebrews 11, 13 through 16? Who wants that? Who wants it? Brad, will you take that one? The Hebrews passage? All right. It is right and it is good. This is a, note, uh, a very good, noteworthy subject. This is not something that we don't need to ignore. And here's, here's the thing. So I am going to, uh, the reason why we won't have, I won't be here next Wednesday or Sunday night is because I'm taking the family on a trip. We're going to uh, a vacation and it's going to be a lot of fun. Now, we're going to, to Legoland, Universal Studios, Disney World. We're doing all that kind of stuff. And I have looked into all those places. I have learned what each place has to offer. I have figured it out. If I am going to that place, it makes sense that I would learn about the place I'm going to. Does that, you guys get that? If we believe as Christians we're supposed to go to heaven when we die, well, then it is natural. If that's where we're going, then I want to know what my destination is going to be like. And so it is right and good for Christians to think about heaven. That is a good thing to study and to learn about because it begins to excite us about what is to come. All right? So read Colossians 3, 1 through 2. Who had that one? Go for it. Set your mind on things above. Seek the things that are above. He's talking about the things that are heavenly, the things that are right and good in God's throne. What about 2 Corinthians 4, 16 through 18? Who had that one? Guys, we should be thinking about things that are even unseen. That's talking about things that are, uh, that are heavenly, that are spiritual, that are godly, that are good. The throne of heaven, our eternal resting place. Philippians 3, 20 through 21. Guys, we are made... For something else. We are made for a different likeness, a different livelihood. We are made for a different life altogether. All right? 
we should be considering these things. What is it gonna be like? And guys, it's fantastic. And then I won't have time to dive into all of it tonight, but as we pour into the scriptures and as we get into the end of Revelation, guys, it just gets better and better and better and better and better. And then when it's over, you're just sitting there, I can't wait to go. What about Hebrews 11, 13 through 16? Guys, they desired a heavenly country. They desired a heavenly dwelling. They wanted heaven. Why? If it's that, if it's boring, if it's just sitting around on a cloud, why would we want that? Because that's not the picture that the Bible paints. And let me go ahead and say this real quick up front, really, really fast, okay? There was a, a very popular type of book, okay? And I, I don't need to spend a lot of time on this, but it was a, a popular genre of writing about 10, 12, 15 years ago. Uh, it was the most popular of all of them was a book called Heaven is for Real. There was also one written by a guy named Don Piper, not John Piper, the good preacher, but Don Piper uh, called 90 Minutes in Heaven. There were several of them and what, what we called or what I call them is heaven tourism books. And this is what it is. Uh, someone dies and they go to heaven and they come back, and then they tell us about it. There were several books, back to back to back, that came out about that thing. It's kind of heaven tourism. That is not it. Let me go ahead and let you know these things real quick. Okay. Don Piper says he was killed in a car accident, okay? The book is uh, over 100 pages long, okay? Uh, and his second edition might be over 200 pages long, okay? And of that, of that book, he only spent 15 pages on he what heaven was like, Okay? And in it, he said he saw, he saw streets of gold. He says he saw pearly gates. He said he saw angels. He said he saw all kinds of wonders and blessings. But do you know what he did not see? He said he did not see Jesus. But he says that he experienced all the joys and blessings of heaven. But he didn't see Jesus. Guys, that is a, and I'm a, that is a damnable thing, and I mean that as seriously as I can mean it, okay? If you are longing for a blessed heaven without Jesus, then you're not wanting heaven. The little boy uh, who died, he, or he didn't even die, he was just in kind of a, a comatose statement, and he goes and he says that he has this, this time where he's taken up, and he actually sees what he says is Jesus, and and he actually gets to experience uh, being walked around through heaven kind of as Jesus as a tour guide. And he comes back. He says he, he, he goes in this coma. He comes back and he starts seeing something. And it reminds him of when he was in heaven. He starts talking with his dad about it. And his dad's like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait. And he starts, he starts saying, wait, this reminds me of this part of the Bible. That reminds me of this part of the Bible. And then the little boy gets bored and he runs off and plays because he's just a, a kid. You mean to tell me that this child saw the face of the creator of the universe? He saw and looked into the eyes of his Savior. He had all the joys of heaven and he got 
bored? No, that's not the heaven that Scripture describes. It is a good and it is a right thing for us to think about heaven, but when we get off into that gobbledygook, we easily get disillusioned and we get a wrong mindset of what heaven is. And those books, if you believe and if you hope in those heavens, then you are hoping in a heaven that will be actuality, hell, and damnation. That's not the heaven of Scripture. It's not even close. You don't get bored of it. And it's certainly not heaven if Jesus is not there. So, as a, a, a preface here, number two, we are all, and I mean we, I mean all of people, we are made for a person, and we are all made for a place. Jesus is the person we are made for. We are all made for a person. His name is Jesus. And we are all made for a place. And that is heaven. Heaven is the place. We are made to live forever with Jesus. That's what we were designed for in the garden. That's what Adam and Eve were first made to be. They were made for a person and they were made for a place. They were made to be with Jesus forever. For all of eternity. But we're not there now. Sin has separated us from a right relationship with Jesus. We are here on earth. We await death. And at that point we see heaven if you're a Christian. We're not, we're not there now. And Jesus is not here with us. This is not heaven. And it, it takes five minutes of looking around to know it's not heaven. It doesn't even take five minutes. It takes five seconds. Probably not even that. It takes less than a second to know we're not in heaven. Jesus came. He died on a cross. He was buried. He rose again. You know this story. But we know that Jesus, upon His ascension, that He went with a task. He went with a, a job or He went with a stated purpose in mind. Jesus, point number three, Jesus is preparing heaven for us. John 14, 1-3. I'm going to read it. It's also on your study guide. John 14, 1-3 says this, Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in Me. This is Jesus talking. In My Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to Myself that where I am, you may be also. Jesus is preparing a place for us. He is preparing heaven for us. He's preparing eternity for us so that we can be there because we are made for this person, Jesus, and we are made for this place, heaven. He's preparing it for us. So that leads us to a very, very crucial understanding of heaven. All right? If, if that is what He's doing, then we can expect heaven to be perfectly suited to the kind of people we will be in heaven. 
What kind of people will we be in heaven? When you guys think about going to heaven, yeah, what do you think we will be? Perfect? Yeah. There'll be a perfection? Absolutely. What else? Angels? So there are a lot of people who believe we turn into angels. In actuality, the Bible says, no, 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 angels are separate from people. Angels who fall, they don't get a redemption story. But people who have fallen, there is redemption through Christ. So we don't become angels, but there is something, there is something to our reality. We can see them. We can perceive them. We can fellowship with them. We can talk with them. We can have those kinds of relationships with them, but we are not ourselves turned into angels. But how many things, like that picture that I showed you at the beginning, what did he look like? He looked like an angel. Everybody has that mindset. That's not what we're going to be. So how do we know, does the Bible tell us what we're going to be like when we when we are in heaven. Does the Bible tell us what we're going to be like when we're in heaven? It does. It does tell us, okay? Number four, by knowing what Christ's resurrection body was like, we know what ours will be like in heaven. Someone, oh, well, I'm going to read this because it's a very lengthy passage, so let me read it real quick. Luke chapter 24, verses 36 through 43. Let me read this to you. It says this. As they were talking about these things, by the way, this is after Jesus rose from the grave. This is after Jesus is resurrected and he's been walking with some of his disciples on the road to Emmaus. Okay? He's been talking with them. He's been, uh, been meeting with them and they don't know it's him because Jesus is supposed to be dead. He was killed on Friday and here it is three days later and he's walking. They don't recognize him. As they were talking about these things, Jesus himself stood among them and said to them, Peace to you. But they were startled and frightened and thought they saw a spirit. All of a sudden, Jesus shows them, reveals to them, I am Jesus. And they get startled and they get uh, shocked, all right, because they are thinking that he's a spirit. Now, this is a guy they've walked and talked to for miles, for seven miles. And all of a sudden, when they realize it's Jesus, they're sitting there going, whoa, whoa. I mean, he's got a body, but there's something, he's like a spirit. There's something different. There's something categorically different about him. He said to them, why are you troubled? And why do doubts rise in your hearts? See my hands and my feet, that it is I myself. Touch me and see, for a spirit does not have flesh and bones as you see that I have. And when he had said this, he showed them his hands and his feet. And while they still disbelieved for joy and were marveling, he said to them, have you anything here to eat? They gave him a piece of broiled fish. And he took it and ate it before him. I'm going to read just a little bit further. Then he said to them, these are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you, that everything written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the Scriptures and said to them, Thus it is written that the Christ should suffer and on the third day rise from the dead, and that repentance and forgiveness of sins should be proclaimed in His name to all nations beginning from Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. And behold, I am sending the promise of my Father upon you, but stay in the city until you are clothed with power from on high. 
So he's showing them, he's telling them all these things. He ate with them, he walked with them, he let them touch him. He had a resurrection body. This was a body that was unlike our bodies we have now. There was something different about it. In other accounts of Scripture, he all of a sudden would just appear in a room. He wouldn't open doors, he wouldn't walk through hallways, he would just show up and it startled and shocked the disciples. There were other times where... People would look at him and they couldn't quite figure out what they were looking at and they were scared to death of him until he said, let me eat something. Guys, these resurrection bodies, this resurrection body, it is, it is miraculous. It is not stained with death. It is not facing decay. But guys, it is still a body. It's a perfected body. It's a body as it's meant to be. So what will heaven be like? Well, it's going to be an eternity that is suited for a body. Bodies don't walk on clouds. Bodies don't flitter through the air. It's going to be a body. It's going to be a resurrected body. Uh, it's going to be a, a perfected body the way it's supposed to be. It's going to be a body. It's going to be your own body. But it's going to be a body like the Lord's. Number five, eternity will be spent in the new heaven and the new earth. Now let me, let me go ahead and say, is someone open up to Revelation 21, 1 through 4? Who wants to take that for us? Someone open up for us. Brad, I'll, uh, I saw Brad's hand first. I'll get you next time. Okay. Um, so here's the thing, guys. The vast majority of what the Scripture says about eternity, about heaven, is about the new heaven and the new earth. Okay, read Revelation 21, 1 through 4 for us. of what's said about heaven is the new heaven and the new earth. But did you notice what it said that the new heaven and the new earth come that the old passed away. The old heaven, the old earth passed away. Heaven is meant to be a place where we get to rejoice and live with our Savior in our body and our spirit for all of eternity. Alright? Eternity is going to be spent in the new heaven and the new earth. But the new heaven and the new earth is not here yet. It's not. So what does heaven look like now when a person dies? Well, we don't have a whole lot of Scripture about that. The bulk of the Scripture tells us about the new heaven and the new earth. And that's what we're going to spend the time with. Because that's, that's the real heaven. That's what it's supposed to be. But we know that we're called up with our spirit to be with God. We don't have a body in heaven as it is now. But we do have time, face-to-face -face interaction with our Savior, with our God. 
How do we know that? A few places in Scripture. When Jesus was dying on the cross, He looked over at the thief and He said, the thief looked at me at first and He says, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And what did Jesus say? Do you guys remember what He said? He said, today you will be with me in paradise. We know that there is a reality that we can be with the Savior right now. We don't know what it looks like right now. And to try to wrap our minds around it is, is, is faulty. We know that Paul says he had visions of third heaven. That's not, and third heavens is, the first heavens is the, the, the sky, clouds, sky, atmosphere. The second heavens will be the sun, moon, and stars. Third heaven would be heaven. So we get the idea that it's just out of our plane. It's out of our view. We don't comprehend it. We don't get it. We don't understand what it's like. We have some things maybe in Revelation 4 and Revelation 5 that can help us. But the reality is that eternity is going to be spent in a new heaven and a new earth in resurrected bodies. And they're bodies like we want them to be. You won't have a problem dunking. In a perfected body. Let me say this. So when we close our eyes and we think about what does heaven look like, someone in here immediately says streets of gold. Someone in here was saying pearly gates. But guys, uh, the point number six, the streets of gold and the pearly gates are descriptions of the new Jerusalem. What Brad just read. The streets of gold, the pearly gates. All, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, he, he has not read that. He read the verses prior to that. Uh, someone read Revelation 21, 10 through 21. Go, yeah, go for it, Logan. Revelation 21, 10 through 21. Sorry, Mr. Brad read right before that with the new heavens and the new earth. This is the new Jerusalem, which comes with the new heaven and the new earth. All right? Revelation 21, 10 through 21. And this is a lot. Guys, that's the description of what eternity is going to look like. But all of that stuff is not what heaven looks like now. If you, if you notice, guys, it says that, that the old heaven and the old earth will pass away. 
What does that mean? It means that right now when you go to heaven, that right now it's good. It's wonderful. It's heaven. Because of who we're with. But it gets better. Christ has gone to prepare a place for us. One of the things I'll... I, so I carry this around with me. Um, it's a little... So it said that the walls were made out of jasper. You can get jasper pretty cheap. So I carry jasper around with me. I started carrying it around with me uh, after I lost uh, a, uh, a loved one. Just to remind me, just to remind me, hey, eternity is going to be spent somewhere else. Eternity is going to be spent somewhere else. And the reality of eternity is it's real. It's not just some sort of cosmic cloud in the air or sky. It's, it's real. It's meant to be enjoyed in body and with sight and with sound, and with taste, with touch. It's meant to help me understand that eternity is going to be spent with all of those things, but the greatest, the most amazing thing about heaven Number seven is that heaven is defined by being with Jesus. Again, if Jesus is not there, you're not in heaven. Guys, give me streets of gold and pearly gates. Give me a perfect river, a lake, give me a tree of life, give me a new Jerusalem, give me a new heaven, give me a new earth, and if Jesus is not there, I don't want it. That's the mindset. That's the reality there. If Jesus isn't there, it's not heaven. Heaven is defined by being with Him. By being with Jesus. Real quick, I'll take Luke 23, 39-43. Someone get 2 Corinthians 5, 6-8. through 8. Will someone take those for me? Casey, go for it. Um, while you're flipping there, I'll go ahead and read the Luke 23 passage. Luke 23, verses, uh, beginning in verse 39. One of the criminals who were hanged railed at him, saying, Are you not the Christ? Save yourself and us. But the other rebuked him, saying, do, not, do you not fear God, since you are under the same sentence of condemnation? And we indeed justly, for we are receiving the due reward of our deeds. But this man has done nothing wrong. And he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And he said to him, truly I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. That's what makes heaven heaven. 2 Corinthians 5, 6-8. So we're always... It is better to be away from the body and with the Lord than to, ever, than to spend all of eternity with our bodies and our spirits. With every kind of good thing we could want in this world, it's, it's better to be with Jesus than any other thing. So guys, that's heaven. That's eternity. And I can't wait in Revelation to kind of walk through that with y'all and to really dive in and to look at what 
eternity in heaven is going to look like. Let me pray for us. And Joe's going to come up and lead some songs. Most gracious Heavenly Father, we do love you. We praise you. We thank you for the blessing of heaven and how we can look forward to it. I pray for these students that they would love you, love your word. And Father, that more than anything else, they would desire to see your face for all of eternity. And Father, if there's anyone here who is unsure whether or not they will get to enjoy life with you forever, that God, you would so work in their heart to bring them to salvation. It's in your son's name. Jesus, we do ask these things and for his sake. Amen.